Well, my little fact finders. Some people like them, but most people hate them. I want you to find out facts about the band Nickelback. <laughs> you have 30 minutes, and oh boy, I want some goodies. We will see you then. Oh. Fact, fact Hunt! All right, welcome back, Fact Hunters. I hope you have had a lovely 30 minutes looking up fact about Nickelback, a band. Nickelback. Everyone. Ah, this is how you remind me. <laughs> Uh, tick for Tom straight away. Very good start to the episode. Well, I asked you to find out facts about Nickelback and Nathan Kenny, could you please give me your first one? We are coming to you wherever you're sitting in Radio Land um, from the little place called New Zealand. And here in New Zealand, there is a radio station called The Rock. And at The Rock, there are DJs. And at the DJ, at, at, in one of these DJs, um, is called Jason Mack, and Jason Mack lost a bet. And Jason Mack has on his face tattooed a picture of Chad Kroger, and instead of holding a microscope, uh, microphone, just as a final insult, Chad, Chad Kroger is holding a dick. Um, <laughs> so my first fact is you have to be good, ladies and gentlemen, because otherwise, if you're bad, you'll get Chad Kroger tattooed on your butt. <laughs> This is a very interesting fact because I know Jason Mack. Yeah, you did it's initially say it's on his face. On his butt. Has it's a the picture face of Chad Kroger's face on his on butt. His okay, yes. good. That's way less terrifying. <laughs> I'm so sure I thought you said he had it tattooed on his face. So thought, did I. That is a bad bet to lose. That is great. Um, <laughs> New Zealand's a classy place, eh? Oh. Jennifer Jewell, take it away. I'm going to go with the fact that nobody is a nickelback. Nobody is a nickelback. Yeah. What do you mean? So this That's is, interesting. So on tour, when nickelback is touring, um, their hotel rooms will often be in the names of Dr. Noah Body and Harry Houdini, <laughs> because <laughs> Ryan Peak and Chad Kroger apparently don't like to use their own names at hotels. They use silly names instead. And Dr. Noah Body is one of them. That's great. Um, which one is Ryan Peak? Ryan Peak is he's the other one who's been in the band since the beginning. So it's Chad and his brother Mike, and what? Ryan is yeah, and Ryan is the guitarist, keyboardist, backing vocals, and then the fourth member was originally Chad and Mike's cousin, whose name I've forgotten now, um, and. The, so he was the drummer and he's the one who's been changed out the most times right so is the, the other brother three the, have been with it since the start is the brother the bass player the bass player yeah <gasps> whoa yeah. i didn't know that what's yeah. chad's brother's name mike chad and mike nice so let you guys would beat you yeah. up at some point eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 mr thomas adams you're up now please okay we we all know the song how you remind me and uh, do we, does anyone know how how you remind me was written? Um, so it was their kind of breakthrough song. Um, it was the one that kind of made them the mo you know brought them into into global fame. And uh, apparently it was written. Um, Chad had written the first four lines of the song uh, in a notebook, and then got into a fight with his girlfriend, and uh, they had a big fight. He stormed off. I guess they they stormed off into his room and started playing music, um, uh, improvising from these four lines. And just kind of shouting and it was like directed at her uh and he he came out later on and he's like she's like that was really cool that's really good music 
<laughs> and he's like, oh, okay, okay, we're back. And started working on it again. And in about an hour, he'd fleshed it out. That's the, never made it as a wise man. Couldn't cut it as a poor man stealing. Yep, that's exactly it. Uh, and uh, here's one that's going to really upset you. You guys know that the, the kind of, I guess, the, the iconic part of it, that yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not yeah, yeah. It's yet, 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 yet. Oh, because no, it's are we no. having fun yet? Oh, no, I just assumed it was fun. yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we having fun yet? No, it's yet, yet, yet. Oh, that is interesting. Oh. Jennifer Jewell, I would like your second fact of the day, please. My second fact of the day, I looked up the teeny tiny town in Alberta, Canada, where the band is from, which is called Hannah. Hannah. Um, it's, yep, the population is uh, just short of 2,400 people, which is small. Uh, it is one of the major flyways for the Canada goose migration. And when I looked it up, I found out that they offer chair yoga on a Thursday. But I went to their official town website. And unfortunately, I hate to, to break it to people, chair yoga has been cancelled this week. So oh, don't book your tickets. No. I know, sorry. But what I did find out from their website is, <laughs> I don't know who runs their website. There's only 3,000 people in this town. Um, they have like half of their news section on their website is what they call the unofficial poop fairy. And it's just someone goes around and takes pictures of people who pick up their dog's poo and then they take a picture of them and put it on the website and they're like, yay, well done. You're the poo fairy. That is the most small town thing in the world, eh? It's like... <laughs> it's so good. Right. It's both passive aggressive and wholesome. I love it immensely. Wouldn't the poo fairy be a fairy that comes and steals your poo and leaves a coin in your bum? Well, no, I assume what yeah. happens is that they pick up their dog's poo and then they all consolidate it into the one house of the person that no one in the town likes. <laughs> so probably Chad Kroger's <laughs> house when he comes home to visit Hannah. <laughs> it's just a forest of poo. Oh. Thomas Adams, take us away. What the hell is on Joey's head? I Googled it. I was curious because he keeps asking and we yeah. don't know, but he knows. Chad knows. And it looks like a trophy. It is actually a champagne chiller on the head of the producer when they were drunk out of their minds. <laughs> so what is on? What the hell is on Joey's head? A champagne chiller that's been particularly well polished. What's the cha what what champagne chiller? To? It's like a bucket. A, car a, a carafe, I guess, uh, oh. for those of you in France. Um, you know, the thing you put the champagne in with the ice. That's what <laughs> the this, hell is on Joey's head. <laughs> I suppose carafe doesn't run. Is or something? So in, this, in the music video for uh, photograph. photograph, they um, have a bunch of photographs and there's a picture of Joey and there's something on Joey's head. And it is the photograph. It is the, look at this photograph. It's that. Uh, okay. It's that photograph. That we are answering all the big questions in this podcast. Great topic. <laughs> well done, me. Oh. Nathan Kenny. So uh, the biggest album that Nickelback released, um, was a bit of a surprise that it became so big because the day it came out is remembered for other reasons. It came out on September the 11th, 2001. What? And the band themselves, so this is Silver Side Up, um, <gasps> where all of the big hits came from. Um, the band themselves were sitting, watching CNN going, whoa, and seeing things explode like all of us were. And then one of them said to the others, hey, wasn't our album out today? <laughs> so, uh, despite that, the world cried out for good news. 
<laughs> and got it in the form of Nickelback. Like, best I can do is a new Nickelback album. That's not and, better. And what I love though is that the the main song on that album is "How You Remind Me," which pretty memorable day. I th- I think nine eleven's a bad day. Thanks. Well, nine eleven was fine in New Zealand. It was nine twelve that was probably yeah. That was that was a tricky. <laughs> yeah. Nine twelve sucked. Tricky morning. Right, nine twelve for us is the 9th of December. <laughs> Tom Adams, please. Um, a police uh, police department in uh, Kensington offered a, a apology to Nickelback, a, a heartfelt apology um, for threatening to force drunk drivers to listen to Nickelback's music. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually very sweet. It's actually very sweet. So, so they did this like, don't ruin a good album, or we'll uh, you know we'll make you play it, uh, we'll play it to you as we drive you to the to the station. And then the officer who did it was like, it went viral. So it went viral, and the officer was like. <laughs> I feel kind of bad because I'm a police officer and I tell my kids not to bully and I've just bullied Nickelback on a global stage. So he released an apology. He said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Nickelback. Apparently Nickelback took it in stride. They're like, this is actually really funny. But it was like, how can I look my child in the face knowing that I bullied Nickelback? That must be a Canadian cop because there's no way an American cop would either apologize or have a prisoner conscious in the back back of the car. Is it Kensington uh, in England? PEI. I'm trying to figure out where that is. Prince Edward Island? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah. in Canada. So it is a Canada. Jen, mm. noted that you were good at geography just then. First for everything. Well done. <laughs> well done. I'm good at acronyms <laughs> is what I'm good at. Geography, <laughs> no. Um, I said Prince Edward Island. Didn't say what country it was in. Wouldn't have guessed Canada. Jen, I'm taking your point off you because you said PEI. Was an, an was an acronym and not an initialism. Point disappeared. Oh my bad. Oh. I'm I'm a cruel fact controller. <laughs> Nathan <laughs> Kinney, take us to Fact Town. So I'm just going to continue on with the date theme, seeing as it's getting me all these cool. <laughs> yeah, that's points. working for you, buddy. Shameless pandering. Uh, so Chad Kroger uh, believes vehemently that he's going to die on stage on his birthday. Um, which is November the 15th every year. But, <laughs> so, uh, but he believes he's going to die on his 40th birthday, which gives him a little bit over two years left. And um, is he 38? I mean, yeah. So uh, he's only two oh, years the, older than me. 1974, so, he was born. Oh, I thought you said. No. Yeah, he's 47, <laughs> Kenny. Yeah. 47. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> Well, yeah, because that, that was one of my facts, is he's outlived himself by seven years. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, I can't count everyone. Um, but yeah, just another way that Jay Kroger is wrong. <laughs> so, so Kenny sucks at, at maths, Jen sucks at geography. I Things are looking up for I you, Tom. And I love the fact that you've also ruined Jen's fact for later on. She can't use it now. <laughs> well played. Oh. Jennifer Jewell, please give us a fact. Nickelback's music is worth as much as a bunch of hallucinogenic fungus. So when the band, the original band, so the two brothers, the cousin and Ryan Peake, um, when they were recording, wanted to record their first EP, they got the money off um, Chad and Mike's stepdad, gave them four grand to record this EP. They spent two grand on recording the EP and they spent the other two grand on a bunch of mushrooms. (laughs) (laughs) That's very funny. (laughs) <laughs> According to some versions of the story, not all versions, um, Mike, Chad's brother, 
um, then sold some of the mushrooms and used the money to pay back the stepfather, which is like wholesome drug dealing. It's oh. like Breaking Bad, but with a happy Canadian twist. That's really nice. It Breaking could have been even better if it was like Jack and the Beanstalk and they'd planted the magic mushrooms and a giant mushroom stalk had appeared. <laughs> It was a giant. They stole the magic harp that gave them the <laughs> If they hadn't stolen the magic harp, the Twin Towers would still be standing, I'm just saying. <laughs> I love the idea of watching Nickelback on stage and they've got a drummer at the back, a bass player, a guitarist, and Chad Kroger's there strumming a harp while he plays. That would be No, it's cool. a magic harp. It plays itself. Giving him more effort to um, focus on his singing. Lovely. Oh, this is great. I'm really enjoying this. Oh. Nathan Kenny, please give us a fact. So, uh, Ted Kroger looks like a spaniel. No, that's not the fact. Um, <laughs> Ted Kroger was bored on tour in Germany back in the day, and this is pre-Euro days, because he, he, he decided he was so bored just before he went out on stage that he was going to pay a roadie 600 Deutschmarks to stick his dick into a fan. <laughs> <laughs> so the roadie did. <laughs> What type of uh, fan was this? Was this a ceiling fan? Was it a desk fan? Or was it like think, like someone who liked their music? The sort you get. <laughs> not not the ones that like the music, that's yeah, for okay. sure. Not many of them. Um, <laughs> for a second, I thought you were going to say like an industrial wind machine one to create effects on stage. And I was like, that feels like amputation territory. That's not a fun story. I don't think that they already had a good time of it. The story oh, came out, Ted Kroger was asked what big rock and roll stories had happened to him, and he gave this as an example. Great fact, Kenny. You are nailing this episode, my friend. <laughs> Jennifer Jewell. One of Nickelback's early members uh, peeled his own skin off to get out of the band. <laughs> uh, explain that. Worth That's it. yuck. So when, um, when the cousin the Kroger cousin left um, they got a new drummer called Mitch Gwinden. I don't know how to say his last name. Um, he joined in 1997, but he had to leave in 1998 and they initially made up some story about him having to go like work in a car shop or something. And then um, later said, quote, he was allergic to cold air. We got to the middle of Canada in winter. Obviously it's going to be cold as hell. And his skin started coming off his body. <laughs> So he peeled his own skin off and left the band and went home and didn't play with them anymore. Oh my God. But I, I do query that because like Canada is cold and I feel like you would know if you were quote unquote allergic to cold air. I feel like that's not a thing. <laughs> that feels like I've been playing with this yeah. band for a while now and it appears the music is not going to get better. But they would have had to left the, let the drummer into the house and anyone would tell you that that's not something you want to do. They sleep in the barn where they belong. As a drummer, you guys are losing points. <laughs> Tom, you're looking promising, my friend. Oh. Thomas Adams, take us away. He was a boy. She was a girl. He was Chad Kroger. She was April Lavigne. <laughs> they got married. It was very cute. Then they didn't get married which was less cute, hmm. but yes. So Jay Kroger and Avril Lavigne met, fell in love, got married in France on Canada Day, <laughs> July the 1st, 2013, on Canada Day. <laughs> what I appreciate is that I don't think they are from the French speaking areas of Canada. So there's not, <laughs> so it's 
it's just disappointing. It's lovely. They'd only known each other for a month, right, when they got married. They they were meant to be working together on an album. No, um, no, they got engaged. They were like, let's just get married instead. <laughs> yeah. No, but they got, um, they, they started dating and, and were together for like a year before they got married. And then they broke up a year later. Do you know who else yeah. Avril Lavigne was married to? It was... <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah, the lead singer of one of my favorite bands, Sum Forty One, Derek Fish. Wibley. There was a so Derek Wibley went to a um, and his girlfriend went to a Halloween party dressed as Chad Kroger and Avril Lavigne, and and there's all these photos. Everything's really funny. And Chad replied with uh, said a little tweet going, "Hey Derek, loved your costume. We'll do it for next year." Oh wait, no, we we're going to a celebrity themed party. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Oh. Jennifer Jewell, hit us up. Starbucks is responsible for Nickelback. What? I'm shocked this hasn't been said already. You know, some bands have like really deep meanings behind like what their name means. Yeah. Yeah, Nickelback doesn't. Um, one of them worked at Starbucks, and because all the drinks are like three ninety five or four ninety five, he'd always take the money from people and then be like, "There's your Nickelback." Because in America, a nickel is five cents, and it's the change that you get when you buy something that ends in ninety-five cents. It's amazing. I always thought they were they were like um, you know in America, like the the coolest guy in school is the quarterback, and so then the next step down from a quarter is a dime, and then the next step down from a dime is a nickel. So they're like the second like the second rate students within the school. I thought that, and I thought, oh, that's quite a clever name. But yeah, nope. Way more intelligent than you're giving them credit for. These are guys who spent half their first record budget on magic mushrooms. <laughs> you're close, actually, though, Sam, because um, a nickelback is a position in football that can, American football. So you've got the quarterback, and in some uh, structured plays, you go through a couple of different things, and they have a nickelback, and it's when you take your running back and turn them into something and all that sort of thing. Um, I don't know enough about American football to tell you the exactitudes <laughs> of all of it. But. Thomas Percival Adams, it is your turn. As you can imagine, I'm I'm now obsessed with the song "Photograph" uh, because it's 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 fun, it's historical, historical. It's narrative. It's beautiful. It's maybe one of the greatest songs of all time. Yeah. Um, there's a lyric in it which says, um, uh, "There's the school uh, juvenile record says I broken twice. I must have done it half a dozen times." Mm. Oh, I, I must have done it, yeah, half a dozen times. Actually, it was more like 11 times. <laughs> hey, Kroger broke into his school 11 times to steal money from the safe. He went to juvenile detention for it. What? He, um, yeah, and he's like, yeah, they're like, ah, oh, aren't you worried about admitting to this? You know, he's like, I think, I think I'm probably okay for the statute of limitations now. <laughs> wow. That's going to come for me, Chad Kroger of Nickelback, for breaking into a school 30 years ago or whatever. <laughs> I should be dead by now anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that whole music video is based in that, is actually filmed in that town. It's it's legit. But yeah, he broke in half a, half a dozen, oh, 11 times. <laughs> That's because 11 does scare. Times more. I must have broken no. 11 times. No, wait, it does. It does scare. Uh, if he'd spent more time in school during classes, he would know that 11 is more than half a dozen. <laughs> oh, no, my pen ran out. Oh, no, it's back. In that same um, vein, the, I kept seeing references to him stealing a small truck. <laughs> I just really what? appreciate that they, they were like, he stole the truck, it was just a small truck. But then it also makes me think that it was like a toy truck. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> Tonka. Oh. Nathan Kenny. Um, 
A lot of my facts seem to be Chad Kroger facts, but that's because I hate him so much. Um, he's great. Uh, he's so great. <laughs> but um, he has given a number of interviews where he stated, in all seriousness, that Nickelback is the most diverse band in the world. And this is a band with his brother that used to have his cousin that is made up of four white guys from a town of 2,400 people. Um, <laughs> I think he's wrong. He got in an argument with the lead singer of Slipknot about it. The lead singer of Slipknot, who famously wears masks. Yeah, masks. <laughs> to be fair, we don't know who They're Slipknot not. are. They could be like purple Venusians. Like we don't know. Um, the the lead singer of Slipknot is actually a very intelligent man. He's actually been on No Such Thing as a Fish Fish a bunch of times. Oh, he has. He's also dead. Yeah. What? He didn't. The lead singer of Slipknot die. Sorry. Joey Jordison did. Sorry, guys. Is the lead singer of Slipknot still alive? Uh, he is. It's just like a number of other members have died. Yep. That does reduce the diversity. And it's still probably more diverse than... And four cis straight white men from Alberta, Canada. <laughs> Here it is, though, guys. Joey Jordison, the drummer of Slipknot who died, died at 46. So Chad Kroger wins. <laughs> I really like their vocal harmonies. I'm I'm into that. <laughs> I, I don't know what I hate about it. It just feels like they've they're trying very hard to make things that aren't particularly controversial. <laughs> What's well, actually quite amazing, like because um, I've I've read a bit about Chad Kroger's like because the, the, he writes and develops some, some most of the songs. He's he's actually quite a phenomenal musician, but he basically studies like he studied all of the hits of of rock. Very you know, analytically, for a, yeah. And, and like figured out what was making them successful and and, and made a, a, an absolute stinker of a first album. And then Silverside, you know, <laughs> Silverside Up came out and uh, yeah, he did it did incredibly well. But um, like, he's actually like a, a musician's musician. Yeah, right. In a very cynical yeah, way. It's not like he's writing from the heart. He's writing from the heart, but constructing it in such a way that he's like, this is marketable. Yeah, it's not right. about like the truth of the music. It's about what will get airtime and play. Yeah, they're one of the most successful bands on the planet, uh, and in, in Canada particularly. Uh, apparently, in Canada they have to play thirty-five percent of um, Nickelback songs. Yeah, thirty-five <laughs> percent of Nickelback and Brian Adams. Well, guys, I think we should probably start to wrap up. This has been a wonderful episode. We've had such wonderful, wonderful facts. I have got to pick my fave. Kenny, a fact about someone I know is pretty up there. That's pretty great. But man, the 9-11 thing, I think it's got to be my favorite Nathan Kenny fact. That is lovely. I'm just circling that. Jen, nobody's a Nickelback. <laughs> Very good. Oh, I loved about the, I loved about cheer yoga got canceled. That was such a sad story. The band starting by making an album for the same amount of money they were spending on Magic Mushrooms, I think is pretty darn funny. That is pretty is good. It's going to be the fact that cheer yoga was canceled. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. I really enjoyed that. Tom, I love learning about the thing that was on Joey's head. That was good. On drunk oh. drivers. Oh, yeah. Making making the drunk drivers listen to the nickel bag is very funny. That guy in Kensington. Um, the fact that he, they got he married April Levine on Canada Day in France, <laughs> and they're not from the French part of Canada. <laughs> that is my favorite of yours, Tom. I love that. Oh. Wow. What a tangled web we weave. They're all good. They've all been so good. I've got it. I've decided. 
The fact that Suicide Up came out on 9-11 is my favorite fact of the day. <laughs> well done, Nathan Kenny. Good work, Kenny. Dates have got to my heart once more. Congratulations. You've taken out the episode. Just like Nickelback's taken out. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> and the Twin right. Towers. <laughs> and the I Twin mean... Towers, yeah. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to our big fact hunt. We hope you have found out something new about Nickelback. I know I certainly have found out a million new things. Join us again next week where Sir Nathan Kenny will be our fact controller. We'll talk about a new thing. Please comment and like and subscribe and write down anything you know about Chad Kroger or the other members of Nickelback, whoever they are. And we shall see you anon. Farewell. Listen to this podcast. <laughs> Every time I do it makes me laugh. <laughs>